0: We want to listen to the call for more or different or better or deeper. There's something that we're longing for, that we're craving, Mm. that in midlife begins to feel possible.
1: Life, ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast, unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault.
2: And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic.
1: So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. All right, girl. So Trinity, you and I are both single. We are out there playing the dating game. And when I say game. Yes. Damn. Yes. And we both know how difficult it is to even get a man to simply engage in conversation.
2: Yes. (laughs) And listen to our two guys that are listening out there. Two
1: baby guys.
2: (laughs) Conversation is a two-way street, dude. Right. That means I ask you a question and then guess what you do? You respond, you respond with words, actual words that you like string together into a <laughs> sentence and you know, maybe hopefully a paragraph, if, if it could be more than three words, that mm-hmm. would be awesome. Helpful. And then you in turn would ask me a question and then guess what I do? I like put together words, sentences, paragraphs, put them back your way. And then this goes back and forth. It's super awesome.
1: <laughs> Right. I'm like sitting here thinking, how do we lose the fine art of conversation along the way? Seriously. I don't know if it's due to social norms, uh, communicating via text messages and acronyms mm-hmm. all the time. LOL, WTF, OMW. OMFG. LMAFO. I don't even remember all that. All of them. Oh my gosh. It's just getting harder and harder to strike up conversation.
2: It's Seriously, and we're, it's not like big, hard stuff. We're talking yeah. like everyday average conversation, right? Yeah. We're not even talking about the deep stuff yet or the intimate stuff yet yeah. or topics that are central to the foundation of any type of relationship we might potentially want to consider forging.
1: Right. So our guest today, Daniela Stevens, helps us to understand how to have these conversations in a better way, with an intimate partner, or let's be real, someone we want to have an intimate partnership with in a way that is considerate, authentic, and safe. Mm -hmm. For over 20 years, Daniela has worked with thousands of people one-on-one in college classrooms and in yoga studios using somatic attachment therapy. She leverages neuroscience, holistic healing, trauma resolution, and modern coaching Blended with ancient tantric and Taoist wisdom. I love that so much. Yeah. You
2: know, she she's really amazing how she, she can step in and support couples and individuals to experience this deep sexual connection mm. with themselves and their partners. Like, I'm like, dude, that's a hardcore job. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> know if I could do it and keep a straight face. Right.
3: I don't know if I
2: could do it, y'all right? But, you know, she's she's so in tune and aligned with them. And, you know, sometimes it's just about removing the pressure and the guilt, shame and blame, all of this stuff that is tied mm-hmm. to this deep sexual space for us yeah. human beings. I and mean, then other times it's, it's about bolstering trust and mm-hmm. fostering vulnerability and emotional connection. Because honestly, every person, they're Their relationship is unique Mm -hmm. and the private coaching experience is curated by Daniela to that unique journey. Mm -hmm. This is why she was named one of the best sex and intimacy coaches in 2023 by datingadvice.com.
1: So, we are schooling you for sure. Schooling you for sure.
2: <laughs> right. And, and Daniela is our girl, like down, like four flat tires down. Our girl. <laughs> so if you are in the same place as Shelby and me in the middle, single looking for a relationship with true mind blowing, connected intimacy and energy, and you're just having a damn hard time finding it, then baby girl, you are in the right place today. Yes. So <laughs> and if all of these topics are resonating with you, hey, you know the drill. Follow our podcast so that you don't miss an episode and join our Facebook community so we can talk shit together,
1: hold hands <laughs> and lap our way through life. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. And now let's welcome to the show the amazing Daniela Stevens. Daniela, welcome. Thank you for being here. This
2: is going to be a juicy one, ladies. This
1: is going to be a juicy one because we are all... Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Honestly, these shows garner a lot of interest and attention with our listenership because I think we are all really eager to know what we as women especially in midlife when our bodies are going through so many changes and you know we've lived a life of you know these narratives and patriarchies telling us what we can and can't do with our bodies That's and what right. is shameful and what is okay so we would love to know from you Daniela you know what can we do to create greater relational connections, either with an existing relationship or with even new relationships that we're trying to forge
2: or even ourselves if or even
1: ourselves.
0: No for one sure. on the horizon. <laughs> You've got it Trinity. I want to say first that we have to hear the call to more mm. first. So midlife, there can kind of be two, two camps. We can have the people who are like, yes, I'm not bearing children anymore. I'm tired of being responsible. I'm tired of being responsible for everybody. I'm tired of being the caregiver. And there yeah. can be this like, whoo, yeah, like awakening to sensuality and the sexuality mm. that kind of naturally unfolds.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: There can also be the paramenopausal, menopausal shift of hormones that's like Don't anybody touch me. I'm too hot. I'm too cranky. (laughs) My pussy's dry. Like, no. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of want to call out those extremes first and also say we want to listen to the call for more or different or better or deeper. There's something that we're longing for, that we're
2: craving,
0: Mm. that in midlife Begins to feel possible.
2: Yeah. I, we're and done I,
0: with all the bullshit and we're done like, with that. hell yes. Bring me on the first. real thing. Yeah. And
2: I think it's, you know, for me, I, um, I see it go so much deeper beyond sex. Like I want to like yeah. look into your eyes and like feel your soul vibrating with my soul. Like I yeah. want that connection that is real. That is purposeful. That is that that transcends words and orgasms and all of that. But it is almost like the relationship is being translated through what is happening between us physically right now. Yep.
1: And yeah, I think that's so beautiful, Trinity. And so, yeah, I think. Are you? I out love there? this idea. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I love this idea of more too. So you know i i I guess my question is where do we start? How do we answer the call to more I mean sometimes I think in as women in midlife, we don't even know what it is that we're missing. We just yeah. feel like to your point, Daniela, this longing for something, so how do we even start to define what that
0: is for ourselves? Clarity is really the first step, yeah. And Trinity, you just did a great job. You're like, I want this. Yes. I want it to feel like this. I want it to look like this. Yes. And, and not all of us know. We just have this kind of like yeah. inkling toward something different.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so a lot of times when I'm meeting with with potential clients to start, it's like, okay, you've got 24 flavors of ice cream in front of you. Mm -hmm. yeah right what what are you looking for and so a lot of times it's just the language that we're looking for it's like do Mm -hmm. I want more sex do I want better sex Mm -hmm. do I want deeper sex do I want more connected sex do I want Mm -hmm. more sacred sex Mm -hmm. that kind of soulful sex that's where I am yeah do Mm -hmm. I want wild and playful do I want oh I love telling people (laughs) About the, like, slow Sunday afternoon, spooning in bed, falling asleep sex. Like, the really yes. caring, kind of safe, but, like, mm-hmm. still so deep and nurturing and caring sex. Like, that kind of sex. Yeah. So we do have a challenge when we're not talking about 7.2 minutes uh-huh. of huh of penis and vagina sex, <laughs> you know, the obligatory <laughs> kind of automated sex. When well, we're not talking about that, we're good with that. We've had that. We're good.
2: Yeah, yeah. we've had that. more are over than it. To count.
1: We definitely want more because we know more. Yeah. We know more about what is possible. I think that's part of it too.
0: Well, maybe we don't know what's possible, but we're like, we're done with yeah. that. We've yeah. had, yeah. we've had that. <laughs> so, Sometimes it is getting to know what's the speed, what's the pace, what's the flavor, what's Mm -hmm. the color, all of that possibility that becomes part of midlife when we're recreating and redefining and re-exploring who we are and what's important to us Mm -hmm. and where our desires come in to partnered sex. I mean, Mm. it's not just partnered sex, right? It's self-pleasure too. Sure transforming our kind of you know 13 year old masturbation into (laughs) self-pleasure yeah yeah a
2: hundred percent um and i feel like whoever created the womanizer like i literally should be your sponsor (laughs) i literally should be your sponsor and if you all haven't tried the womanizer try it it will teach you about an orgasm
1: Ooh, Ooh. mercy Mm -hmm. i'm taking notes
2: yeah no it's it's a little miracle machine
1: Oh, good. Well, I love that. Tip one, check Tip
2: the box. <laughs> one: The womanizer, you know, and here's the thing, Daniela, like, I think it's really easy for us to point to, I don't want that anymore and I don't mm. want that anymore. And Oh God, I'm so sick of that. And it's this idea of then what do I want? And what does it look like, smell like, taste like, mm-hmm. feel like, We may not have those answers, but I think if your body is telling you there's more, if your soul is saying there's more, then it's like, okay, let's settle into listening to our bodies and knowing that there is more. But then, you know, here's the universe's nice, cruel joke. Like you roll over in bed and you have nobody that's there. And it's like, well, wait a minute. So how do I jump in and tap into this more when there is no... Thing on the horizon
3: <laughs>
2: to fulfill the more category. Mm-hmm. The womanizer, she doesn't find job, but she doesn't do that connected, so I cannot spoon her She doesn't, spoon you. Her eyes.
1: She doesn't oh, spoon you on a Sunday afternoon, baby. Let's no. just be real. <laughs>
0: <Absolutely>. <laughs> well, it's funny you bring up the womanizer because I was just I've just, just within the last few days realizing I can't, I can't orgasm with tension orgasms and vibrators. Mm. So can I tell you a little bit of my story? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us your story. So I was pre-orgasmic and I'll come back to what that means until about my late thirties, which means I'd never experienced an orgasm, not with self-pleasuring, not with masturbation, not with a vibrator, not with men, not with women, not with non-binary folk. And I felt inhuman.
2: Yeah.
0: I felt alien. Like everyone's talking about this pinnacle of pleasure and orgasm and I could not experience it. Mm. Mm. And so I was doing, um, I was reading books. I was seeing sex therapists. I was watching videos. You're like,
2: someone is going to find this G-spot. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, and that was going to kind of the one of the problems I thought, oh, someone is going to come to me with uh-huh. a silver platter with my orgasm right. on right. Up, up, upon it. They're going to give it right. to me. Mm-hmm. And the the closest I got was a book saying, you just got to masturbate with a vibrator 45 minutes every day for 2 weeks and then <laughs> it'll happen. And I was like, great, I'm already like I'm already kind of doing that. Right. Let's figure it out. For this life. And and what I'm kind of even now negotiating, being multi-orgasmic now, so I can experience multiple orgasms, one after another, different down, down, types down. of orgasms, orgasms without touch, orgasms through breath, orgasms with memory, like all beautiful kinds of mm. orgasms. We're talking soul oh, orgasms. Mm-hmm. We can do that. Don't
2: teach me, Sherpa.
0: Yeah, yeah but I can't. <laughs> But me and vibrators, it doesn't happen. It doesn't work. No matter what I'm trying, my body does not want that kind of experience. My orgasms, my pleasure, none of it, none of it peaks with, with a vibrator. Mm -hmm. And so I share this story because, you know, the vibrator is a really great tool Mm -hmm. And, and we kind of like, oh, the vibrator will do what it needs to do to me. And yet it can also fall flat, right? It's not going to spoon you. It's not going to look in your eyes. Yeah, exactly. And to some, to some extent, it disempowers us from connecting to us being with our bodies. The even more vulnerable thing of like us with ourselves.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So that is not to say don't go for the vibrator because- There are many amazing ones out there. And if you're with your vibrator and you're still longing for more. Yeah. That that also makes sense. Yeah. So
1: how do we get there, Daniela? What did you do? What steps did you take to like, make this happen because it sounds like you've transitioned from not being able to have an orgasm until having multiple orgasms. And so I know our listener out there is going, tell me
0: more. Like, oh, yeah. how do do this? Get me there. Well, yeah. part of it was what we were already talking about, realizing my sensuality, my sexuality mm-hmm. didn't, wasn't going for the hard, fast vibration, mm-hmm. right? clitoral okay. orgasm. Mm-hmm. Not my thing.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it's being aware of yourself first.
0: Well, yeah, but you you want we get the colloquial like you have to explore yourself. You have to know what you like in order to be able to tell other people what you like. Yeah, and I was like, well, how do I how do I do that mm-hmm. when everything in society is telling me that I need to look a particular way? My skin needs to be a particular yeah. color. My hair needs to be a particular length.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I need to smell like this. I need to look like this. I need to sound like yeah. this.
2: Mm-hmm. And God forbid, don't be a strong opinionated one while you're right. At-
0: no, no. So midlife really invites us to connect to our body, right? To connect to all the sensations in our body that are communicating something to us, right? If we pull closer, we know that there's a, a part of us that's like, yeah, that's working. Mm-hmm. If we find a part of us that's stopping or freezing or like contracting or like getting smaller, yeah. that part of us is like, mm, not so much. For pulling away, backing up, also not so much. These things are subtle, super subtle. And when we begin to turn tune into them, then we can feel the like. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Let's yeah. do more of that. And if it's not that, it could be neutral. like eh, I've had some neutral sex.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like it's not bad. It's not I'm not asking for more. It's not great, <laughs> but it's not harming me.
1: yeah.
0: And more often than not, there's kind of either the pull draw toward or a kind of a pulling away.
2: you know it's interesting. There are two men in particular that I can think of that I felt like this really strong drawing towards and connection, soulful connection. Even like when my I would stand next to them, like my body would just like lean and curl into them. And yet both of them were two of the worst sexual experiences I had ever had. And I could not have been more disappointed Because in my mind, I was like, oh, this is it. We are going to fly away on a magic carpet while we're looking in each other's eyes. And of course, we're going to orgasm at exactly the same time. It's going to be deep and sensual and literally awful. One of them, I started laughing at one point while we were having Mm. sex. It was so bad.
0: And this is the paradox. Yeah. So it's more complicated than this. And we can begin to understand part of us wants to feel safe and comfortable. Yeah. And another part of us wants to experience desire and passion and excitement. Mm-hmm. And these aren't mutually exclusive. And oftentimes they can feel boiled down into one or the other. So it's like the bad guy or the nice guy. You know, the, mm. the person that you can feel safe and cuddly and relaxed into and can kind of just melt. And the person who's like ripping off your clothes and is dangerous and exciting and you don't even want to share a meal with, I mean, again, <laughs> mm-hmm. really, because you just want to eat him
1: for dinner. Is that the really, kind you're
0: talking right? about, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. that guy. Mm-hmm. And men are beginning to do more work around themselves where they can both be, they can, they can be both safe and full of passion, mm-hmm. exciting. And women are beginning to do the same sort of work where they can anchor into doing both those things themselves. They don't need the silver platter to carry those things. And I'm queer. So, like, I go in between all of the places in between masculine Mm -hmm. and feminine, male and Mm -hmm. female, because we're all beginning to find, experience, anchor into that safety and that healing, which is a great place for midlife. It's like, all right, I'm responsible for my safety. I'm responsible for my healing, for my emotions, for my desires.
2: And and for my orgasm. And for my
0: orgasm. Mm -hmm. And so I can also be responsible for my excitement and my desire and my passion. And I don't need the whole like you complete me metaphor. We can be all of those things individually and we can connect with somebody who is all of those things as well and have dynamic chemistry, both emotionally, mentally, and physically and sexually and spiritually. Yeah. Can I pull a thread, Daniela? One of the words that
1: you used repetitively in your response just then was the word safety. And that really struck me. And I'll tell you why. Because I feel like our entire lives as women in this society, we have been fed narratives about our bodies and that our bodies are bad and that we shouldn't want or desire sex, that we are really just a vessel for other people's pleasure and that our pleasure is not our own. Our bodies are not our own. And in that space, I think it leaves women feeling, and I I I want to speak for myself, not for all women in, in humankind, but I I feel like that doesn't make me feel safe. That that makes me feel used, that it makes me feel I don't even know what the right words are, but lacking in some way. And and so I think part of it is how. Do we let go of, I think you've used in your bio systems, mm-hmm. yeah, systems of oppression, the performance piece of it, this idea that my body is not my own, these narratives that we've been fed mm-hmm. for our entire existence. Because I think until we're able to let go of that narrative that we can't even get in tune or in touch with our bodies And I think a lot of women in midlife are stuck in that place. So how do we let go of that? I'm
0: going to I'm going to give us the big picture. Okay. I don't know if you all can. If it's easier when you're like somebody else is doing this, too. So if we both agree to stop, it's easier than if I'm the only one. Hmm. So let me give you the big picture someone who's a man or who's MOC masculine of center mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. their narrative is that they must perform mm-hmm. and provide pleasure. Yeah. I'm looking down because there's a lot of missionary kind of visualization yeah. mm-hmm. here, right? Yeah. So men and and MOC people are getting the message from society that they must perform pleasure, they must give pleasure. Hmm. They don't have a manual. They're not given a yeah. manual. You and I know they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> right. No. And honestly,
1: every one of our bodies are so different. Yeah. So I mean, how do you 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 figure it out with one person and then you come to the next and you're like, we i not buried that Stop way. Touching me there.
0: <laughs> so you're and, right. <laughs> right. And Well, and we're different with different people. Our bodies are different. Can we talk about our bodies are different in midlife than they are last year? They're different in this particular literal season of the year than they are three months from now. Mine's different in the morning than it is in the evening. Yeah. Depending on where I am in my cycle, my body's different. So Mm -hmm. we need tools. We need toys. We need skills. For being able to communicate Mm -hmm. what we need in that moment or to ask, hey, what do you need? And I have these questions, so we'll get there. And I want to come back to, for those of us who are raised female or femme or any of us who are receiving pleasure, on the receiving end of Mm -hmm. pleasure, we're taught to receive, but we're also taught to perform pleasure. Yeah. So the M- the men and, and MOCs I work with, they're like performance anxiety pressure because mm. they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to do it, but they have this sense that I garner pleasure from when my partner experiences pleasure. I'm like, no, 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 no. Where's your pleasure? Yeah. If I am responsible for performing pleasure so that you experience pleasure because you think I'm experiencing pleasure, that's a whole bunch of pressure. <laughs> Are you
1: following me?
2: Yeah. I'm following
1: you. And that puts pressure on the woman because she knows that then she has to take it it
3: (laughs) and show that
1: she's receiving pleasure. And so I think that breeds this entire, you know, experience in which no one can actually let go and be authentic and enjoy the moment. Right. Exactly. Because everybody's anxious. So how do we do that? How we get beyond it? One of us has got to stop. Right.
0: (laughs) Or we have to be mature enough in our age to stop performing, Mm -hmm. ask for what it is we need and want, tell the other person what's important to us, and hope that they're secure enough in themselves to hear it and actually receive it and be Mm -hmm. able to move forward.
2: So let me ask you about this, because I kind of struggle with this. Like I'm one of those that I don't know. I've just been always have the mindset of like, not a lot of conversation in the bedroom. Let's just take care of this. So is this like a conversation you're having in the moment or like, do we like, let's schedule like dinner and like lay out the ground rules? Like, when does this happen? This conversation?
0: I mean, you're right. So the kink BDSM community has given us a lot of support around, Hey, we should be talking about this beforehand. We should be talking about this during, we should be doing aftercare where we're talking about what went on afterwards.
2: Wow. And, good, and, good job, people.
0: Yeah. And, and the BDSM kink community is so good at putting in safety mm. into sex, into sexuality, into like intimate experiences. So for me, I'm on the apps, you know, I'm having these conversations really early on mm. with no you know we're not even we're not even talking about we haven't seen we haven't met each other we're not having sexy conversations it's kind of just like when you move into those kinds of of um experiences what are you looking for and so there's no there's a lot less ego involved so for me what that sounds like is i'm i'm somebody who's switchy i like to give i like to receive and i want to I don't I don't receive as well as I like. That's something I'm I'm working on. And so that's part of the conversation. I want somebody who can initiate sex. I also want somebody who can receive me initiating sex. I do not want to be the sole person who's responsible for our sex life. Yeah. And if that's what's going on, we're not a good fit. Right. Mhm. <laughs> We're not a good fit if I have to carry the responsibility, the pressure, the momentum of getting our sex life started. Mm-hmm. So some people really identify with, with bottoming or like receiving, right? They just, I, I want to be showered during sex with love and pleasure. I want to be a, a goddess or some sort of deity and I really I just want all of it. I want the bedroom to be the place where I'm taking care of, because I'm taking care of everything else outside of the bedroom, mm. right? So we have to be able to put into words kind of the general you know, two sentence app profile, like, right? I want to connect
2: with your soul and our I, souls to intertwine. Being there like woman, you need to chill out.
0: <laughs> no, I think that's great. Really? Yeah, I. So my background comes from sort of this appropriated tantra Taoist mm-hmm. sacred sexuality space. I want you to be able to say that because the person that you want to have that kind of sex with needs to be able to hear it up front mm. if you're not if you're not capable or even curious about being c- capable of having this like deep soulful connected sex not worth the time mm. Because y'all might learn how to do that together if you don't know how to do it now. But if they're not even interested, then move on. Right. So I am curious because
3: I
1: front in the dating app shelves. Yeah, well, that's it. what I was just going <laughs> to ask. Do it. Like, how do you? <laughs> I mean, you're going to laugh at me, Daniela, because I used to trick guys into having conversation <laughs> because I feel like the dating apps yield three-word replies. I don't know if we're all so used to this short text message exchange, but even having conversations, whether through the app or even getting to a place where you're having, God forbid, a phone conversation because like who talks on the phone <laughs> anymore these days? Like exactly. When I even start, like I used to say, let's play a game. I'll ask you a question and you have to answer it honestly and truthfully. And then you can ask me a question. It's going to be so fun and exciting. No holds barred. And usually that like no holds barred, like clause in the game caused guys to jump right in being like, oh, well, tell me more about what you like in the bedroom or that type of thing. It invited that that level of intimate conversation. But I was literally tricking people. into. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to sound like I was you know, being dishonest or anything, but that's what it took this, like, let's just do this no whole barred thing to start this dialogue. I, perhaps you have better recommendations for those of us. So we don't have to feel like we're playing games with right. people, so to speak, but it I mean, feel like
2: that, for real.
1: Yeah. Because otherwise I feel like I can't even get past. "Hi, I am an engineer.
0: <laughs> well, are you, are you ready to have those conversations about sex? I'm ready. Because- because we're talking, we're talking about the two of you are talking about men. Like
2: I we are, I'm well, dating. I let me say that. Can I say this, Daniela? I've, yeah. I've never been with a woman. Yeah. I've always wondered, like, is this why I'm still single? Like, is there somebody out there that's a woman that is supposed to be? I don't know. So I won't say I've completely crossed it off my bucket list,
0: but. Well, so I'm bi-queer. I love me some men. I love me some women. I love me some non-binary folk. Um, I I romantically love them. I've been in relationships with them. I romantic I sexually love them. Enjoy having sex with them. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the few people trained as a sex, love, and relationship coach through my training who works with men. So let's just let's be honest. Yeah. I work with men, I work with women, and I work with couples, all kinds of couples. And men need help, men need support. Makes me
1: feel better. Okay.
0: Y'all are in midlife, you're escalating your game, and men are way far behind on that growth and healing. There are men who are doing the work and There are men who are open to doing the work and are having a really hard time finding people who will support them. Mm -hmm. Again, I'll say I'm one of the few people of my colleagues who work with men Mm -hmm. because their safety issues, because of rape culture, because of patriarchy, because of white supremacy. And so if you're out there playing tricks to try and have a conversation, it's because Men need to do better and men need support doing better. So Trinity, part of your question, implied question is, yeah, when we start having more intimate conversations and experiences with women or people who were assigned female at birth and were raised female, Mm -hmm. the experience is so much different. You can have an actual conversation with strangers. You can work on mental and emotional connection. You are developing a sense of safety. Mm -hmm. You can talk about sex without it feeling like you're initiating sex. Yeah. Like you're on a sex escalator.
2: Yeah. And it's, and not everything feels like, okay, is this pointing back to us getting in bed together? Like it feels authentic. It feels connected. It feels genuine. It feels relational. And we might just be, you know, talking about, you know, some of the basic things in life. And so I think there's some parallels that I see there about what I'm really looking for in a relationship in the bedroom, right? And that connected relationship with just the everyday conversations that you can so easily have with women.
0: And I know from working with men, so I want you to feel the hope, there are many men who are doing this work, who can support women and femmes to feel safe and secure because they are working so hard to set down rape culture narratives that Mm -hmm. live within them. And they don't know how to bring their sexuality forward in a way that's authentic without it being scary to both them and Mm -hmm. a partner. So if you meet a "quote unquote nice guy, right? And the chemistry is like not awesome. That is also something that it could be it could be the chemistry between the two of you or it yeah. could be him holding back trying mm-hmm. not to be a shit guy. Yeah. Who only thinks about sex and he hasn't found the the, the way to mm-hmm. think about sex that's authentic and healthy. <laughs>
1: So, how do we make that safe space for the conversation and support the partners in whatever, whatever gender or norm that people embrace? How can we make the safe space for these conversations early on? Because I think it's really important to to establish that level of intimacy early to know if you really are connected and if yeah. this is going to work
0: long term. If you're if you're working toward, I just want us to try it. I don't know Um, what's going to happen. Just try it. Okay. Begin to find the flavor of sex you want. Trinity named it so beautifully. Two sentences on the app. Do it. Okay. See if you can start a conversation with men around sex because Mm. they're going to, you don't have to trick them. Just see if you can step into that space too. Mm -hmm. And if they've even got some skill, some capacity around sex, and if that conversation can also shift into emotional and mental connection. So what I hear you
1: saying would be having some sort of statement that says, what's really important to me is feeling not only, uh, you know, um, compatibility with my partners, but also a sexual chemistry. And here is what helps me to feel that sexual connection. Tell me what's important to you.
0: Yeah. That sounds beautiful. Like this is, I I think part of it is saying, this is where I am in my sexual journey, my sexual explorations. Where are you at? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Does it feel like we're clinicalizing
2: it at all?
0: Well, when we're talking about it in the terms of apps,
2: yeah. And then on the app, I'm going to say, check here.
0: <laughs> yes. And <laughs> how do you like it? <laughs> ABC. And if, <laughs> and if we're talking about what it sounds like in an actual before sex, during sex, yeah. after sex, conversational mm-hmm. moment, I love these four questions. These four questions come out of a tantric erotic massage practice mm-hmm. and I teach couples how to offer these to one another. Um there's versions of it where we're offering it to ourselves in self-pleasure, but there are for me sexual feedback conversations that are questions. When we're self-pleasuring, we can begin to ask this of ourselves. We can do we can ask it of ourselves just in normal everyday ple- pleasure. We can ask our partner, we can ask ourselves in partnered sex and then request it from our partners sounds like a massage so the first question is how's the speed mm. okay so if i if i'm using a vibrator and i'm like this speed is too low i need to click it up uh, you know yeah, couple right <laughs> how's the speed the, the question is really innocuous what we're looking for is to experience the most amount of pleasure possible in a moment not what's the speed to get me to orgasm Right. Because orgasm doesn't always equal pleasure. Right. Mm-hmm. And we kind of have to sit with that for a while. Mm. Orgasm doesn't always mean pleasure.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: How's the speed? And that might sound like, keep going. This speed is perfect. Mm-hmm. And so I get some affirmation. Hey, could you try slowing down? Nope, nope. Speed back up, right? We're just following curiosity. Mm-hmm. How is the pressure so some of us tend to, I, I like to do this as a default. We we all kind of tend to have a default.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes we like like a heavy, firm, grounded pressure. I tend mm-hmm. to default into that. Like I want just something safe, grounding, mm-hmm. gravity blanket, you know, type of pressure. You might have someone who likes a lighter pressure, mm-hmm. just like a fingertips, Maybe we want somebody who has like a tickly pressure that they like. Mm. And so if I ask myself, how's the pressure? I'm like, oh, no, deeper, harder. Like I want something fuller. And maybe I'm like, no, no, just back off a little bit. Can you do a little bit lighter? Mm. Can you barely skim my body? Like, can Mm. you hover? Can you not touch me at all and just hover Mm. right above my skin that kind of pressure right Mm. can you feel your body kind of leaning forward to be like "Mm, yeah mm," Mm -hmm. right i've got goosebumps number three how is the location okay Mm. could you just move your hips a little to the left little you know under the clit oh nope on top of the clit little to the left little to the right Mm. could you just move your just move your leg to the side Mm. right could you could you move your mouth a little bit further down so you're not breathing directly into my ear Mm. (laughs) so those questions are all good for different kinds of body parts right whether it's a finger whether it's a penis whether it's a mouth or a tongue how's the location and we can just say Location's great. Keep doing what you're doing or a little to the left or a little bit down or right. Fourth question, how's the style Mm. or how's the, um, what is that called? Stroke. That was Mm -hmm. the word I was looking for. So sometimes we like circles, Mm. right? How's the style? Like, Hey, could you do left and right? I really love up and down. Could you just try diagonal? No, no. Left and right. It's (laughs) good. How's the style? How's the stroke? So some men like the kind of up and down. How's the style? Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, could you twist a little bit? Mm -hmm. Sure. I can twist. Thanks for the, thanks for the feedback. Right. And so those four questions really begin to get us into What kind of pleasure we might be looking for when we're self-pleasuring alone, when we're with a partner, when we want to ask what is inviting them into pleasure, when we want to tell them, maybe they don't ask us those questions, but we're asking ourselves what might invite us into more pleasure in this moment. Is it a slower speed? Is it a different location? Is it a different pressure? Is it a different stroke or different style? Mm-hmm. then we begin to just melt those all together to a flavor and experience of, of sexual intimacy that we, that we want in that moment with that person right. in this season of our life.
2: And it's not the same answers every time.
0: Absolutely not. We don't want to choreograph anything. We not, we're not putting together a manual for the, the first, you know, the, the best six steps. Right. <laughs> That's the 7.2 minutes that, We're probably done with, we don't want,
1: so do we set the expectation in advance with our partners and say, Hey, what I find really exciting is to have some open communication during intimacy. So how open are you (laughs) to, you know, sharing what it is that I'm doing that you find pleasurable, you know, is that. Do we even need to set the expectation, or do we just?
0: I think that's give a, the feedback in the moment. That's a nice conversation to have if you feel like it's open. You could even start talking ahead of time. Of like, I'm really looking forward to like, I'm really thinking about this kind of speed of sex. Mm-hmm. I love to start with speed because we we just don't. Yeah, it's just one rate. It's just one. yeah. You know, head that, that, head I was
2: laughing in the middle. I told you about him. Do you remember that one commercial? I don't know if it was a Geico commercial or some insurance commercial. There was the pig who was going.
3: Boot, 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 boot. <laughs>
2: Literally, yep. this was dude. Like it was like this fast pounding rhythm. Rah, 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 and in my head, I started going.
3: isn't
2: I couldn't help it. I started laughing. <laughs> And then when I told him the next day what I was laughing about, he didn't think it was very funny.
0: (laughs) Mm, Yeah, if you hadn't made it funny, you probably...
2: I tried to make it funny. It wasn't funny.
0: (laughs) It wasn't funny for either of you. Yeah.
2: Every time I see boots and pants are here, it it does. I still (laughs) (laughs) joke.
0: I mean, working with men, like there are somatic body-based practices we do to reverse that breath Mm. that feels so automatic that goes into that rhythm that they can't seem to get out of. That seems very automatic Mm -hmm. because when we breathe a particular way, and I do this with women and femmes too, it's like, we just do this like inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, Mm. inhale, exhale, as we kind of thrust our hips forward Mm -hmm. and we have to breathe the opposite way. We have to inhale and push our hips forward. And we can do it slow and long and deep. And then when we exhale and pull our our hips backward, that can be really slow and luxurious too, or whatever pace we want. But when we breathe, when we inhale and push our hips forward, it's short and fast. (gasps) Mm. Mm. Yeah. So the next time you have partnered sex, when we're looking for this kind of experience, it's it's the opposite that allows a lot more play with speed.
2: Hmm. I love that. So you exhale as you go forward.
0: Hmm. It's Interesting. also you can try this with with yourself with a vibrator too, because we tend to is it in we tend to inhale when we clench, and exhale mm-hmm. when we release. I Think I hold
2: my breath. Yeah. for like Abnormally long amounts of time.
0: Yeah. Well, because generally when we're masturbating or self-pleasuring, we're working with tension orgasms. We're trying to mm-hmm. relieve stress. We're trying to go to sleep. It's not right. even about pleasure. It's about relaxation, self-care, and we need to be more mm-hmm. honest that that's yeah. what's happening.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so you're right. We're oftentimes not breathing. We're just continuing to hold our breath in tight and tense. And mm-hmm. that leads to like A little tension orgasm Mm -hmm. that does its work and play and explore breathing deeper and letting the blood flow and the oxygen move even while you're self-pleasuring or during partnered sex, Mm -hmm. because it's going to allow the orgasm to become so much bigger and so much, let's say brighter and move into different parts of your body Mm -hmm. so that you can experience Oceanic um, orgasms or breast orgasms Mm -hmm. or valley orgasms or full body orgasms when you're not trying to tighten into a tension orgasm.
2: These are are all things I I know not of. Yeah. These different types of orgasms.
0: Well, you you know about G spot orgasms?
2: Well, yeah.
0: yeah, Everybody does,
2: don't they? Mm. At least they've heard of them.
1: We've heard of them. But oceanic. Mm -hmm. what is this i think that might be what i have it just goes it it waves is that what you're saying Mm -hmm. it's it's like multiple times but it it like comes and goes and waves and it feels like you rise and fall and rise and fall
0: yeah okay it's a beautiful way of describing it
1: i've never heard of that name some people
0: call them some people call them like you can describe them as valley orgasms too where you have peaks Mm. and valleys that kind Mm -hmm. of wave But for me, this oceanic kind of, like, Mm -hmm. feel.
2: No, I need to set my orgasm game up. Seriously.
0: I am the hugest fan of cervical orgasms. One, because they're location-specific. So we have, like, location-specific orgasms. And then energy. And then orgasms that are more defined by, like, the type of sensation we're feeling. So breast orgasms, Mm -hmm. clitoral orgasms, Mm G-spot orgasms, um, cervical orgasms. What is a cervical orgasm? Okay. So most of us have a cervix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If we have a body that has a, has a pussy. Mm -hmm. And so cervical orgasms, they like a different kind of speed and a different kind of Mm -hmm. pressure. So if this is my cervix, Mm -hmm. the cervix likes either presence, so to be touched gently like this, either Mm -hmm. with a a dildo, with a vibrator, with a penis, with a finger. Sometimes it likes a light kind of tapping. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's just like a circular experience that's really, really pleasurable and it is rainbows and unicorns and alternate dimensions there's Mm. conversations around it being a drug-like orgasm taking Mm. you into different different realms um i always mess it up because i'm not a drug person um i want to say it's dt or drt or, or i can't think of what it is called at this particular moment but cervical orgasms are like that, wow! Where you kind of glimpse the whole of your life forward and back. And okay, go. I am officially taking. I'm pretty applications, sure I haven't had one of those. Taking applications <laughs> right now.
2: Anyone out there listening? Please feel free to come onto our website right. and fill out an application if you <laughs> to create that, because that's what I want. Well, right.
0: I could teach. I could teach you how to how to experience that on your own.
2: Oh, that doesn't sound nearly as fun, Daniela.
0: But it's so empowering when you can do it yourself. Yeah. Because then you can teach whomever by saying, hey, I'm going to tilt my hips like this. And I want you to go a little deeper here. Slow down, please. And I just want you to like tap. So... There can be different de-armoring things that we need to do. So if we have tightness or tension, if we've given birth, if we've carried, sometimes the cervix has some tightness or numbness in it. Mm -hmm. Just like the vagina and the G-spot and the vaginal opening, all of these spots within us can hold numbness, tightness, tension, pain. Mm -hmm. So it can be really supportive to have this type of experience and exploration of healing on our own, guided. That's why I do the work I do so that you're not alone. You do have guidance, but I'm not doing it for you. I'm not doing it to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All of my work is hands off on Zoom so that you have complete power and control over your body and your experience. And none of it is transference into me. None of it's about me. It's about mm-hmm. me connecting you to your power and a little bit of skill, a hmm. little bit of knowledge
2: okay. and scary
0: so that you don't that. have to take applications. <laughs> right. And it doesn't, doesn't, you said scary trend. Why is it scary? I don't know. You?
1: I don't know. I get it. It's scary. It's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I think that might be it. Yeah. Well, I think it's going back also to those narratives about our bodies that we've yeah. always been told our entire lives, like, oh, this is shameful. Don't touch yourself there. That's bad, you know, but it's not. And so I think there's a lot of work that women have to do to let go of that body shame yeah. that we have and that we continue to hold. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to know what your advice is for married couples. I know we've talked a lot or partners, committed partners, monogamous partners, um, because I feel like we've talked a lot about, you know, those of us who are in search of an ideal partner. But when we talk about that 7.2 seconds, I mean, I was married. You said seconds. Well, you know, let's be honest. But yes, (laughs) same, same. experience probably 7.2 seconds. I'm just saying, you know, I was in a 16 year relationship before my divorce and, you know, I know and recognize that things do get stale. And I think at some point, I don't want to say we give up, but I do think that there is a complacency that comes with these intimate relations. So what can couples who are in these committed relationships with another partner do to bring this Excitement or spark back into their their relationship.
0: Well, first we're talking about automation. We've just automated it.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. We're not we're not really present. That's a great
0: word for yeah. sure. I mean, I'm old enough for like the Ronco "Set It and Forget It" rotisserie yeah. chicken commercials.
2: Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent.
0: And part of the problem is, oftentimes, relationship advice will talk about we need to work on our foundation. Well, it's not a house where we lay the foundation and we never have to go back to the fundamentals.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: It's much more like a garden where we are working with the soil and the bedrock and we are tending to it, let's say weekly. Yeah. So one of the things that I invite couples to do first, if they want excitement, if they want passion, if they want to rekindle and reignite connection, and, and a lot of them do this, is to do something new and exciting together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Something you and all And that could know.
1: be fly a kite or ride a bike or. Right.
0: Or... Take a drive. Yeah. Okay. You know, we're talking, the stereotypical thing is like go bungee jumping. Something yeah. Yeah. D- death okay.
1: defying. Different, different. yeah.
0: That bonds you, that makes you feel like we survived. We're al- mm-hmm. we're alive in these bodies. We're alive.
1: Yeah.
0: Right.
2: Now you know why Bonnie and Clyde were so
0: great together. Yes, probably. I mean, that's why their their story is so mythologized is because there's this excitement and passion in defying what we're told we're supposed to do, how Mm -hmm. we're supposed to behave, Mm -hmm. right? So maybe it means like, let's go to a strip club. We're both adults, you know? Mm Maybe it's we do some drugs together in a hotel room. We're adults. Yeah. Right. So it's even together in a partnered relationship, in a long-term committed relationship, I was in a very happy. We actually did deepen our relationship. Our sex life, our communication was the best it had been 20 years in. Mm -hmm. And we're both skirting those narratives. We're Mm -hmm. both midlife-ish saying mm-hmm. this isn't working for us neither one of us what do we want to throw off and how do we want to start again mm-hmm. and those are the conversations we can have on a long drive or on a hike yeah. or in a hotel room or on a flight somewhere I it. yeah i and we love bad be- idea and we can begin to say like I'd like to have sex at this pace or at this time of day. I'd like to try it. Yeah. I'd like to explore cervical orgasms. Do you know anything about cervical orgasms? <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> <laughs> could we research we cervical orgasms? there has got yes. to be something on YouTube. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> plenty of stuff on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. That's not porn. That's, that's sex educational base. Yes.
1: Yeah. And speaking of sex. Educational base. Tell us, Daniela, if our listener were interested in connecting with you and getting some guidance from you, how can they find you and how can they tap into your wealth of knowledge about this topic?
0: Well, I have free gifts for anybody oh, who's listening. Yay. So you can go to danielastevens.com um, slash podcast. And whether you are individually curious or you have a partner who's curious with you, you can choose from those options. And then you can choose, do you want to go gently into this, do you, you know, tiptoe? Do you want to take a big leap? And so those, those options exist at danielastevenscom slash podcast. And if you're curious about working with me, again, whether it's starting with you and wanting to experience deep sexual connection and intimacy with yourself or deep sexual connection and intimacy with your partner. And it's both. I do a free 15 minute phone consultation. Again, sometimes it's like, we can only really be vulnerable and open for this long.
3: Yeah.
0: And then, you know, if, if we're a good fit working together, I really love one-on-one client sessions with individuals, with couples, because it's so specific. We've all experienced the kind of cultural societal trauma Yeah. And we all have intersections of personal experience too that inform what invites us to feel loved, what invites us to open into pleasure, what kind of shame we might have, what kind of guilt, what kind of judgment, self or otherwise. So that's really the best way. I've got a five session desire starter package right now. And so if you just want to like I don't quite have the time, but I could make time for five sessions. Yeah, just get you started and get you exploring, get you opening, so that you can set down the stuff that's not working and really start naming and clarifying the things that that you do want. I
3: love
2: it.
1: Thank you so much, Daniela. It's been such an interesting conversation. We so appreciate your wealth of knowledge and information and your willingness to talk so openly about this topic. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Ooh, Shelby, we talked some shit in this one. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That was an amazing conversation.
2: It was really good, and wow! Like there were moments I felt crazy uncomfortable, and then I would just say, things. <laughs> "Why do you guys let me say the things that I say?" Oh come on! Someone to help me control my mouth. Stop. Okay, let's jump in to let's our jump in. five
3: takeaways. <laughs> yes, okay.
2: So this one I love. Number one, the first step to better sex in midlife is you got to define what it looks like for you. And then you have to learn to actually articulate what you are looking for, right? So you've got to have this conversation. We can start to identify things like what's the speed, the flavor, the pace, the feeling, the level of intimacy. What are the desires and how and where do they come into partnered sex and self-pleasure? Identify it. And communicate it.
1: Love it. And number two, a vibrator isn't the only solution for finding your orgasm.
2: This was a shocker for me, y'all. Yeah, this was a know. shocker me for too,
1: me. Me too, me too. But you, it, it can help, right? It can help. <laughs> it can help some people, right? But you yeah. have to be in touch with and in tune with your own body. That's what it comes down to. And figure yeah. out what best works for you. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. And so third, you know, there's an opportunity to make an intimate and safe experience when we actually talk about our needs. Mm -hmm. You can do this before sex, you can do it during sex, even though I think (laughs) I might have a hard time with that. But hey, (laughs) I'm kind of a prude, I'm I'm learning this about myself. You could also do it after sex. So to do this, here's what you gotta have you gotta have those radically honest chops. You gotta be willing to say what you're thinking. No matter if it's uncomfortable, it's the only way to start to
1: normalize these conversations. Yeah, completely, right? Mm -hmm. Number four, when trying to understand our own needs and our partner's intimate needs, we can ask these questions. One, how's the speed? Two, how is the pressure? Three, how is the location? And four, how is the style or stroke? Remember those; those are important.
2: I don't know if I'm going to be able to remember those while I'm trying to have an (laughs) orgasm, but it's scary. All right, (laughs) just be like, "Excuse me, I have to like go to my bedside table and pull up my chart." That's why
1: you (laughs) like initiate it before the, you know, you initiate the conversation beforehand, and you're like, "Okay, we're going to try some new things this time." I've got my notes on the bedside table.
2: Oh, Exactly. Okay. And so I'm just going to end with number five while I still have my face in my hands yes. and my face is bright red. But ladies, let's stop being little punks. Don't be afraid right. to initiate conversation. That's it. That's Mana. it. Mana. Do
1: it. <laughs> Do it. Because Do you it. know what? It's all about your pleasure, right? Yeah. And creating these intimate connections that only come with that level of vulnerability Mm -hmm. and depth. And so if you want to continue to have these types of intimate connections, it's important for us to get in tune and in touch with who we are and what our desires are and be able to communicate those to a partner. And we know it's not easy. we would love it if you would share your experiences on this front (laughs) with with us leave us a review let us know what you tried what works girl we need to know we have to like share these experiences what works and what doesn't work with our community so we can all go forward on a better path and learn what are the best practices here you know and we can do that because we have this space that's a safe place for all of us to share vulnerably and live laugh a little at some of the experiences along the way. But whatever you do and whatever path you choose, we hope you feel comfortable and confident sharing your story with us, whether you choose to do it here in a review or whether you want to go to our Facebook group, because we've got your back and we're all here as your tribe to love and support you through all of these interesting midlife journeys. And if you're loving this content, please click follow and make sure you don't miss a single episode because we are here every single week on Mondays right here in the middle.